This podcast contains strong adult content, probably crude language, and general fuckery. So put those kids away. (laughs) Get them out of here. Good evening. In a landmark ruling, the Supreme Court today legalized abortion. Huge increases in sexually transmitted diseases. Transgender rights is a fundamental human right. There is a right to marriage equality. I repeat, speaking to you from the steps of the Supreme Court, there is a right to marriage equality. Should sex education be taught to our kids? Rolling back contraceptive coverage for women. Make sure that women get the health care that they need. So we've got a lot of work in front of us. Thank you very much. Hello! Welcome to Frisky History, uh, a podcast series that explores the humorous, bizarre, and sometimes horrifying history of reproductive health, relationships, and sex. And my name is Robin. Hi, I am Lacey. She is Lacey. And we're here, Mm -hmm, and uh we're doing it. Mm -hmm. Episode 8. Oh, I got good drinks, got cocktails. Yes, it's... Sirens in the background, so you know that we're living on the edge. Why even bother editing out background noise? (laughs) (laughs) We we didn't get room sound, but who needs it? You know, when you have that... Real sound effects of the city. Of living next to a hospital. <laughs> Love living in a hospital campus. Uh, Someone was just fighting in our hallway. Did you get much I of that? Didn't. God, I wanted to listen I know. so hard. <laughs> we should have fumbled with the I, keys. Oh, and God, I got to check my mail real fast. Because <laughs> I heard cursing and definitely some aggravation. But I didn't get any good content. And I couldn't even get a vibe of if they knew each other and they were arguing yeah. about, like, they were just, like, having some sort of little friend or significant other dispute and yeah. doing it in the hallway in front of everyone. Yeah. Which makes me think, because they're doing it in front of the hall, and I mean, like, in the front fucking entrance of the building, Yeah, they must not have known each other. They must have been, like, oh. getting into a, a passing fight. But Weird. That's a like, total guess. That. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, it looked like... What I thought uh-huh. where there were two people fighting who look like they fight all the time and then their third friend was standing at the bottom of the stairs kind of <laughs> smiling on his phone because he's like, classic them. Oh, really? That's what time. you That's got? what I thought. That, but... that could be true. That could be. <laughs> That's no probably <laughs> far more likely. Mm. But who knows? I wanted to stay so bad because I couldn't <laughs> tell what they were. Like, I got just enough attitude from what they were saying that I was like, oh, this is a fight. And then I couldn't get a lot. I heard something about saying something a certain way. Like, don't talk to me like that. Maybe something that was said. Yeah. Shit, man. (sighs) Man, I wish I lived. Well, you know, like, I wish I just had, like, magical hearing powers. Yeah. (laughs) I wish I had, like, a spidey sense for drama. Do you remember, like, those those infomercials that, like, advertise like this little ear input that you could put in and you can hear a lot better it was like a hearing aid but it was specifically for like spy <laughs> i don't remember that i but need I to need find it. it because it was i remember the commercial was like a person standing out like watering their lawn and mm-hmm. listening to their neighbor's conversation <laughs> see that seems weird <laughs> When you say it like that. <laughs> I know, but it's also like everybody wants to do that. Yeah, but it's also like exactly what I want to do right now is yeah. be able to hear my neighbor's conversation. Yeah, it's so interesting. Why I don't are know. you fighting? Let me in on it. Yeah. And it's like if what I were having do? a fight and I found out people were listening in, I'd be like, yeah, I get it. Yeah, that. what should fair. I do? <laughs> How do I resolve <laughs> like, this? Could you come in here and talk yeah, to us please. about it, please? I need You're an like, outside perspective. <laughs> You're yeah. an unbiased third party. I, am I right or what? <laughs> Yeah, so I I think everybody is 
I think everybody at work will like pause their headphones to listen to a conversation. Oh, I do it so much. I do it a lot. I do it all the time. <laughs> it's like, like secretly pause, and sometimes I like do? pull out without picking up my whole arm. I kind of like T Rex hand to like yank the one ear out <laughs> in a way that like no one will notice. So I'm just like trying not to move my head either, and I like reach up and like pull my ear out real fast so I can hear even better. Wow, I'm gonna be watching for that. God, I love it. I love just listening to other people. Yeah. Yeah, me too. I don't know why it's so interesting. People are just so interesting. Yeah, I especially don't know. when you hate them. Oh yeah, <laughs> you're like everything they do is awful. Mm-hmm. I know. I'm definitely uh, guilty of like I, I blame like. No, of course not. No. Um, <laughs> I um I blame like reality television and and mm. social media because I also like get into these. I'll fall into these holes where mm-hmm. I like have to internet stock sometimes they're like people i barely know who i like maybe knew in high school mm-hmm. but sometimes they're just celebrities that yeah i found out something about and i'm like i need to learn every single thing there is <laughs> to know about this like when yeah i saw like one video with fucking blake shelton and i don't give a shit about him <laughs> i don't really care that much about gwen stefani like i you know i'm more i guess more of a fan of hers than i'd say his but one interview where he was just like she's so great and then i just spent like the next two hours <laughs> Googling everything, watching all these YouTube videos, oh just to like God. be like, what's your relationship like? When'd you meet? How'd you meet? You're gonna get married? You pregnant? Like, I needed all <laughs> the questions answers. That's really good. Yeah. There, so there I, was this meme that I saw. I mean, it's hard to explain it vocally. <laughs> it's better when you see it. It's like <laughs> it says um, when you are totally single. But then you see like a a clickbait article that's like, is he cheating? And you're like, oh, <laughs> is he? <laughs> that's so funny. So I dramatic. love that. It's so dramatic looking, but it's I so true. Because like, <laughs> I feel like I uh, love to click on those articles that are like, you know, ten ways to know that like you're with the right person and read them to my husband and oh, just see if we like half is like joking so we can make fun of how stupid yeah. it is and the other half's me like really checking it. Like, do we do that? You're like ha 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 Oh, okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> Got it. We're doomed. I know. And there's there's like this list of like thirty five or so- something some article that was on like the New York Times that was like 30 something I could be totally wrong it could be like 18 questions but the question the to number ask. is important here so I need you to get it right it's like all writing on the number at the beginning of the list it's true because it was a popular article and uh it was like all the questions to ask your the person uh you want to be with for life to know if you're you should really be together oh my God. and there's like a part of me that was like this would be so funny if, if I did this with my partner <laughs> <laughs> and uh then there's a part of me that's like that sounds like it could go horribly wrong yeah, <laughs> yeah anytime so do that. anytime youtubers are doing like couples challenges and they're like <laughs> answer these questions and see if you know me and i'm oh always God. like danny quick <laughs> <laughs> I know, bitch. you yeah. don't know me <laughs> or know. do you it is really time to figure out <laughs> <laughs> it's fun until it's not <laughs> <laughs> luckily yeah luckily we haven't met we haven't we haven't reached a point where we've failed everything. <laughs> and then when you do like one of those terrible, but I didn't mean for this to go on for so long. <laughs> I know. It's just really interesting. We're, now, we're basically just having a conversation now. So hang on, yeah. kids. We'll be back with the podcast. Um, but there was one time when, you know, those BuzzFeed lists are like almost never accurate. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 
They're always wrong. But there was one where it was like, answer these questions and we'll get, and be like, we'll tell you where you met your significant other. And I was like, okay, BuzzFeed, okay. <laughs> and so I did it and it actually got it right. And I was Whoa. just like, oh, it's meant to be, Danny. <laughs> BuzzFeed said so. BuzzFeed got it right. That's pretty amazing. That's a sign for sure. I know. Those quizzes are always like, pick your favorite picture of garlic bread and we'll tell you which Jonas <laughs> brother is jerking off to you. <laughs> it's so far-fetched, I but kind of, like, they just sit there and think of these, like, yeah. quizzes that are, like, they get paid total for bullshit. That too. It's pretty amazing. It's like, Cosmo, BuzzFeed, hire us, Oh, my God, please. I know. Oh, my God, that'd be so please. fun to just have Let me use my college life. education <laughs> to do good things, like, create bullshit quizzes and lists and shit. And be like, I went three days with no makeup. <laughs> <laughs> and talk to boys. I tried every Rot taco row. on the Taco Bell menu, so you didn't have to. So you didn't have to. So you wouldn't have to. God, I'm already fired. I, <laughs> I fucked it up. My big break. I know you fucked it's it up. It's all over. Um, all right, I'll go back in my hole. Anyways. Anyway. I guess. The real reason we're here. Right, right, right. Um, so I, since I'm going on vacation, I sort of had to cram this. And not that that's an, that's an excuse, yeah. uh, but it... It is. So, <laughs> so that's my excuse. I, re- I did this research in like two days. Yeah, I'm very impressed. I'm so impressed that we're here because yeah. I would have been like, I guess we don't have an episode next week. I know, I didn't finish. but I, I couldn't let that happen because it is so, so easy. Me. Well, it's so easy to like miss a week and yeah. then be like, oh, since we missed that one week that one time, we can yeah. miss this one. So I just want to get this shit I, I want to keep it consistent. I love I it. I want our our fans to rely on us. Yes. For that Thank you, sexy content. Love it. All right. All cool. right. So let's hear the so, shit that you threw together yeah. in our time. I'm so excited. <laughs> it's just a Dr. Seuss book. <laughs> <laughs> you just mix together like Dr. Seuss and Fifty Shades of Grey and you call it an episode. Yeah. That would, I mean, honestly, that sounds really interesting. We'll come back to this I'm idea, write actually. That down. Yeah. <laughs> You know, wait, let's cut that out so we can keep it for later. Yeah, no actually, one will know. <laughs> Steal our big idea. Um, <laughs> so the uh, I I we kind of talked about this before. How when we try to choose like a subject that might include like less research, we end up picking something more general. But mm-hmm. then turns out there's so much fucking information that you could have gone on forever and ever and ever. You create hour yeah. and a half episodes. By yeah, accident. and I feel like that's where this might go. But oh, yeah. Don't get scared, because it's pretty interesting. So I chose to do the history of uh, sex education in the (gasps) United States of America. Oh, my God. (laughs) I'm so excited. I've actually really been interested. That's been on the list of, like, topics that I'm, like, so interested in. Okay. So I'm I'm excited. Are there farm animals uh, in here? Are mm, there farm animals? No. Oh. In this room? (laughs) Yes, in this no. tiny closet am I missing a sheep? Um, oh, shit. No. No. But I'm really curious. I oh, guess no. I didn't fall upon that. <laughs> you have to make that an episode because now I'm like... Farm animals in sex education? I'm not sure that, that that's a whole episode worth. I think that that is something that like before in like rural areas when um, before sex education like really was a whole thing uh-huh. that... Kids used to learn by watching animals on the farm. Oh, like they pretty much learned everything about sex from right. 
farm animals. So there's like a line in here that mentions that because okay. like I didn't I didn't know it was yeah. like an actual thing. No, I, I think just you was pretty like, much covered all of it. <laughs> It really was just that one line. Because I hadn't heard of that before. So, join in next Uh, week and and fight. That's how people used to learn. So, I hope you guys learned. I'm going to shut up now. Tell me Um, about sex education. All right. So, we're going to start in like the late 1800s slash early 1900s when um, like the uh, rapid urbanization during that time was accompanied by an increased interest in organized sexual education. I always, I keep calling it, like, and, like, Googling sexual education, but then I think of, like, a math teacher being, like, really sexy (laughs) and, like, teaching Sexualized education? (laughs) Like, she draws a six on the board and slowly and looks at you, like... She draws the nine. (laughs) (laughs) What's even going there? God bless you for doing it. And, like, she's just slowly erasing up and down, you know? I'm doing so many visual things no, right now that no one can see. <laughs> Sexual education. <laughs> so now I'm going to keep saying it. Honestly. Okay, I love it. But so there was an increased or uh, interest in organized sex ed. Um, as Americans moved from farms, here it is, the first second line, <laughs> where children might politely observe the mating of family livestock. So That was all I needed. Politely observe. That's I really love it. Sweet. I love um, that they were just like... <laughs> like, what the hell's going on? Good afternoon. Pe- oh, hello. <laughs> <laughs> when I had... We're, I'm going on so many tangents. Um, no. <laughs> don't care, because it's a funny story, yeah. I think. So yeah. whatever. <laughs> so I had these two frogs when I was, like, in middle school, I uh-huh. guess, and... Um, one was named Sparky and one was named Rocky, and they were both fire-bellied toads. Uh, and one would always like latch onto the other and like like hug it. It looked like it was just hugging the uh-huh. bottom of it. Uh-huh. And uh-huh. I was like, why do they do that? And even my dad was like, I don't know. And I was like, okay. At this point in my life, um, <laughs> I was just dropping my tablet. Um, <laughs> at this point in my life, I'm like, he was probably just like, I don't want to explain this to you. <laughs> just pretend it like he I didn't think know. he knew. Yeah. So then I would go in and I'm like, get off of her. Oh, <laughs> so I would pull them apart. You were car blocking your frog. <laughs> I would pull them apart because I was like, stop it. You're hurting oh her. Oh my god, I actually have this a similar but not similar story <laughs> no. of my being stupid about an animal and its private things. Oh my um, god. So my my parents have horses. Right. And oh god. when we first so we didn't have we didn't have horses like from when I was like born. Mm-hmm. I when I when I was in like fourth, third or fourth grade, we moved to the house that my parents still live in now and it mm-hmm. has a huge um field when that's when they got horses they had them and they kept them at my my stepdad's mom's house and it's a whole thing i don't know why i'm telling you all of this but what is <laughs> when i was in like fourth grade we got the horses full time <laughs> and we were, I, we were just standing outside um with them and i thought i just see this like huge long brown thing come out of one of the horses and I was like oh my god he's pooping and my parents my mom just looked at me like I was stupid and laughed and I was like and it was his dick Robin no joke you see this umbrella they're that big I know people are always like oh he's got like a horse dick don't, no seriously. he doesn't have a horse no he doesn't it is like down to their like it's like um, it's so big. 
It's just so well, or maybe I was small <laughs> and it looked at no, me. No, I have se- actually, weirdly enough, I know this from watching <laughs> Silicon Valley. Because <laughs> there is a there is a scene in the most recent season, I think, where uh Gavin Belsett, like the CEO of yeah. Hooli or whatever, uh-huh. like I think it's him. He like t- has a conversation with Richard in front of like two horses fucking. Oh my god. And it is like I hated that scene. I had. I was like, "How are they doing?" I don't think I've seen that, but it's amazing. Do you think they just like waited for the horse to be like ready, and they were like, "That they horse has must motor. have They Everybody. must have. Yeah, it was, it, they it had was. to have because it was like it was so insane. It was so. <laughs> he that's like crazy. brought him there to talk. It was so weird. Yeah, but that so, was, yeah. that's the only reason I know how big a horse dick actually is. <laughs> Because it's, it's hard to forget. Yeah. Um. My mom laughed at me and everyone was like, and oh. they still fucking tell that story about like how I thought the it's horse pooping. was pooping. Because I thought it was just like pooping it out from under his belly. Turns out the ass is in a totally different place. <laughs> Turns and out. That was his penis. <laughs> so it looks oh, like we man. all learned a little something from. <laughs> yeah. From it animals. took me a while to actually learn what my frogs were doing. <laughs> like way too long. Fuck. Cock blocked your frog. No, not want them. Get off her! (laughs) I know you're hurting her. Oh my god. God. So I can't imagine kids learned. Yeah, (laughs) picked up on that super quickly. Yeah, (laughs) Uh, that was probably very confusing. Um, dark. Uh, yeah. So, so um, these uh, Americans in this time they were moving uh, from farms to cities rife with temptation, mm. public officials, uh, and everybody was seeing a greater need for uh, classroom instruction about the facts of life and sex and whatever. Um, so in ni- uh, eighteen ninety two, which is much earlier than I'd expected, um, the National Education Association passed a resolution that called for moral education in the schools. Mm. So some kind of sex ed was implemented. Mm-hmm. Um, in 1913, Chicago became the first major city to implement sex ed for high schools. Um, the program didn't last very long, though, because the Catholic Church soon yeah. launched a campaign against the initiative. I, I thought that might be where you were going for Yeah. That. So. I'm surprised still, though, that it's that early. Like, I know. I, I would have too. not. I would have expected this, like kind of blows my mind that when we talked about like the birth control being legalized that was Mm -hmm. like the 19 fucking 60s and now we're like oh 1900 i know and people were thinking about it um and what actually was a huge wake-up call to the federal government was the rampant stds during world war one which i wasn't aware of um so in 1914 the american hygiene association was founded as a part of the progressive era social purity m- movement. Um, oh, I and feel like those helped... words don't go together. Right, and I'm going to explain it okay. in a little bit, because I was like, what the fuck is that? So the progressive era social purity movement and helped teach soldiers about sexual hygiene throughout the war. So some like background on this social purity movement. Uh, I didn't know this, but social back then was a euphemism for sexual. Oh. So that was basically like the sexual purity movement. I see. Um, Because I was like, the social purity is just like talking, (laughs) (laughs) hanging out. Um, So. You're just like, oh, this purity class is actually a mixer. So go grab the punch, get social. Welcome to the social purity movement. Um. 
So the movement lasted from like the 1860s until 1910. Uh, it first formed in opposition to the legalization and regulation of prostitution, uh, which, as we know, was like a big thing in mm. World War One, mm-hmm. um, and quickly spread to other sex-related issues such as eliminating abortion, opposing contraception, and you know censoring uh, pornography and all of that shitty stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, not that been there, I'm done biased, that, but. And you know who was a big part of this movement was Anthony Comstock. God damn him. I know. I thought so, we were over it. I, I know. we were done with him. Yeah. And I should have known y'all want to hear more about Anthony Comstock, check out episode three, <laughs> because that dude is insane. Quick plug. Um, <laughs> quick plug. Uh, seriously, that dude's fucking nuts. <laughs> I fucking hate him. And you'll easily see why he fit into this movement. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So, the earliest uh, sex education film was called Damaged Goods. Uh... <gasps> Which has been remade, apparently. Also, hilarious name. That's <laughs> <laughs> so I sad. I know. It is pretty. And let me up. guess which gender they were referring to. <laughs> I think it's not the football player, is it? Uh, Damaged. Goods. Yeah. How sad. So, oh, um, but it, it was warning soldiers of like the consequences of syphilis. So I think it meant like d- they're damaged delicates <laughs> that is funnier yeah so it's like the goods okay i i guess i need to take do something for myself right now and stop thinking of sex education as just something that happens in high school because <laughs> it's what i keep going back to when you're talking about videos i'm like oh you mean like when you're sitting in a health ed class as a right. ninth grader this was a literal film like it was released in theaters and um and for soldiers so i'm i don't i was in my right. head was in the wrong spot for that i'm pretty that is a funny name and it was a silent film um but in the film uh i think it yeah i think it was shown to soldiers but it was also like a big movie mm-hmm. at the time i could be wrong but i'm pretty sure that's what it is so in the film a man has sex with a sex worker the night before his wedding uh, he gets syphilis, Uh-oh. passes the disease onto his newborn baby. Question mark. Uh-oh. What the fuck? <laughs> I, 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 I didn't. I knew. I know some STDs are genetic, like transferred genetically. Huh. Um, oh. I guess I didn't realize syphilis was one of them. Oh, I yeah. understand it now. <laughs> yeah. For some reason, I thought like the baby was born. Yeah, and he got it later. Or and, I like, thought he like <laughs> this is really fucked up. Is that like he fucked the baby? Yeah. I, <laughs> or I that's what you're going on. I was like, to... oh shit, I feel so dumb. Because he sure. definitely had sex with his wife. Yeah, got the wife and pregnant. Then, I do know that that can happen. No, so I, think it was probably I that. now put it together, uh, and I'm, I regret that it so, was while I was recording that I understood all of this. This may I. I always get scared of asking questions because, like, what if we don't know the answer? <laughs> but it, well, from what it sounds like, it sounds like they were the the first, like, kind of, or at least this particular um, entrance to sex education was more from a, like, Hollywood yes. perspective. Like, they were using real movies. Yes. That's interesting because there's a documentary on the five film... Trying to decide if I should ask Danny what the name of it is. I, I'll try not to. Um, it's a documentary that came on Netflix, and it's about five directors who who went to World War One and filmed the actual war and made movies from it. To and it showed everyone in America, like oh. in the U.S., what the soldiers were really going through, and like oh. you know they they okay. they're like super famous films, and right. the movies made and like Steven Spielberg's in it, and mm-hmm. 
loads of other people I can't remember now. Yeah. But it's interesting because that, that those two things are almost parallel paralleling right because that is also happening at around the same time yeah one and that's really interesting yeah Yeah. that i yeah i didn't think of that but i do want to see that documentary if you find out i will i'll look up what the name of it is it's something five it's got five in the title i'm pretty sure right now (laughs) what was that documentary about the filmmakers who made the war the the films in in world war one they like actually went there oh it was called five came back five came back and it's world war two God, I know nothing. Uh, <laughs> you couldn't have just rolled with me. No, I'm wrong. just kidding. I am wrong. So, I'm wrong time period. Apparently, sex education did it first. Ah, <laughs> uh, uh, but five okay. came back. Well, Go watch it. It's good. Anyway, we should watch that anyway. Um, fun night in. Mm. So <laughs> about uh, world yeah. fun night with the Nazis. <laughs> oh no, <laughs> no, oh, sorry. no fun. <laughs> no. Boom. Oh. Okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. Um, so yeah. So then there was another film released in 1920 called The Gift of Life. Um, it explicitly warned that uh, masturbation may seriously hinder a boy's progress toward vigorous manhood. Uh, it is a selfish, childish, stupid habit. You hear that, boys? <laughs> you hear that, boys? Stop touching your dicks. Yeah. Um, oh, but, you know, that's, that's that total bullshit. And it's very dangerous uh, language to be like, like a lot of these films felt like they were just scaring people yeah. out of doing anything uh sexually charged that unless seems you're fucking to be married. the approach for everyone who thinks certain behaviors are not good it's yeah. just like the first thing they think is fear yeah when i feel like facts mm-hmm. and you know empathy <laughs> and understanding mm-hmm. of cultural things yes. and whatnot and whatever also earlier you said <laughs> sex you said sex life and sex and whatever i just want to make a notebook that says that i don't know you said it earlier oh, and fuck. i remembered it and i made a note in my head and i was like you should totally make a notebook make and sell merch we need merch <laughs> we need a notebook it looks like an old sex education ha- pamphlet and it Ooh. just says life and sex and whatever <laughs> but i don't think you said life you said something sex and whatever or sex something and whatever oh Damn it. I know. We'll come. I know. It's recorded. How are we so. ever going to know what I said? <laughs> Who knows? We'll come back later to the recorded. Oh my I'm God. so glad I keep stopping you for all this great just, stuff. Well, it's just so natural the way we talk. I forget we're I know. Recording. I just forget that there's a huge, there's just a microphone right in the middle of us. Like a big, dark horse stick. Who's guard for life? Great. Great. Just kidding. It's really I'm good. I'm sorry. Let's keep going. So, um... Uh, Bitch Media actually has a really good article um, about the super early sex education films and how they were, you know, probably more harmful than helpful. Mm-hmm. Um, and in, a, in the article, they wrote, quote, um, a central message of these early films uh, to their presumed male audience is that men who have sex without protection or with many women could unknowingly infect, quote, nice girls with venereal disease um, in this framework. Women who desire sex are painted as disease-carrying harlots. So, I mean, yeah. And this is just, you know, obviously uh, what Bitch Media wrote about it, but it's... Right. But, but I mean, they're, but pro- they're accurate. <laughs> and there's also, like, proof to go along with it because, um, like, the example that they used is from the movie Dance Little Children from 1961. And uh, a male authority figure tracks down the source of a syphilis outbreak in a small town... Uh, the culprit is a, quote, tall, 
aggressive blonde who picks up guys at the ballpark. So it's just painting women mm-hmm. in this horrible light. And it's like, if you get an STD, it's all the woman's fault yeah. and not the man's fault at all. And, so. and definitely not any of the churches or <laughs> men like Comstock who are trying to stop all of these preventative measures. Oh, they could have just solved the problem to yeah. begin with and let them freely have a sex life that they want. For sure. Definitely not their fault. It's for sure the ladies. Yeah. And they're, they're nasty little Running vaginas. amok. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, I just got a text message from my best friend Vanessa saying, listening to your recent podcast now and holy shit, that story so far. And I was like, I love it. Where people are listening, we're recording, it's happening. Oh my god! So shout out to Vanessa. Thanks for supporting us. And okay, (laughs) and also that's why I'm not texting you back for a while. Sorry. (laughs) I also also feel like (laughs) when people listen to our podcast, I feel like Jeb Bush because when he was running, (laughs) he like he literally like someone went up to there's a video of this where someone went up to him and was like hey i'm gonna vote for you this election and he was like really and he hugged this man he hugged him because this guy had and i was like oh my god but also not poor jim but anyway but i do feel like that i'm like oh my god they're listening thank you so much that's uh, <laughs> uh, but no, it's it's incredible and also that I mean incredible that things like that managed to happen like that a woman would become it's just like how yeah. did we get to that point where that just became the natural like inclination of society is to immediately men up women down here you know yeah. like it, it's yeah. just so strange it and it's amazing and it's like I can't get over it. <laughs> it's uh, amazingly in a bad way. It's like amazing as in it blows my fucking mind that that happens. Mm, mm-hmm. But also it doesn't. I'm also mm-hmm. like, of course. Uh, of course. So, yeah. yeah. And, you yeah, know, so. she was blonde and we had to know all those details. <laughs> a tall, aggressive blonde. Tall, aggressive blonde. <laughs> my sister? No, I'm just no. kidding. <laughs> she is tall, actually, and aggressive and blonde. So it, it works. <laughs> no one knows her but me, but it worked. I promise. <laughs> My mom's laughing right now. <laughs> Her and me are the only two enjoying that joke. Okay. I'm, I'm sure she's nice. Okay, so <laughs> backtracking a little bit. Um, in 1918, uh, Congress passed the Chamberlain Cond Act, uh, which allocated money to educate soldiers about syphilis and gonorrhea. Um, and in the 1930s, the U.S. Office of Education began to publish materials and train teachers. Um, in the 40s and 50s, courses in human sexuality began to appear on college campuses, so people were aware of it, mm-hmm. aware of sex education. Um, but the goals of these educating these educational programs were uh, to prevent, like during this time, were to prevent STDs, uh, to completely stamp out masturbation. And prostitution and limit the uh, limit sex to only those who are married. Um, so full on abstinence only sex education type absolutely. stuff. For sure. Like, Love it. And, so glad we're beyond that. Oh, wait. There's, oh, my God. Yeah. So it really it's not it's more like I said before, it's just more fear mongering than right. education. It's it is, like there is no education in just don't have sex until you get married yeah. like that is that is lacking of every aspect no, of education because yeah there ugh, there's so many facts that go against this that i will rattle off but Yay. um 
it reminded me so much of like that scene in Mean Girls that they're like is obviously satire, but it just felt really real when I was yeah. writing this where the health teacher or the gym teacher who yeah. is teaching sex ed is like just like please don't have sex, like just don't do it, like promise. Yeah, there's <laughs> you promise. He's like, or he's also like, if you have sex, you will get pregnant and die. Yeah, and that's I feel. I mean, in so many words, that's they were teaching that hilarious in a movie. Yeah, not in real life. No, because it it that's why they made that joke is because that shit happened. Yeah. And it's like oh, yeah, because so when two goofy teenagers in the back <laughs> of some dumb car are <laughs> fogging up the windows they're gonna be like all worth the death risk yeah you know oh, yeah. like it's I'll just biology <laughs> exactly so once the 60s rolled around um there was a lot more push for uh from the public to have actual sex education taught in schools and um the t- the type that expressed the importance of sex rather than being like you know, hey, you promised you won't do it because, like, <laughs> I feel uncomfortable talking about it with you. Yeah. <laughs> um, so because of this, Dr. Mary Calderon, the medical director for um, the Planned Parenthood Federation of America, she grew concerned um, and she thought it was wrong for young people and even adults to lack accurate information about sex, yeah. sexuality, and sexual health. So in 1964, during her tenure... Uh, Dr. Mary Calderon founded the uh, Sexuality and Education Council of the U.S., which is called SICUS. Um, the council became a leader in the sex education world, publishing numerous books and journals for professionals, parents, and the public. Um, and in the 70s, SICUS began publishing the SICUS Report, um, and they actually have archived every single issue on oh, their website. And I found like the very first issue. Oh and my God, I, really? Like, it's pretty cool. Yeah. You should check it out. Cause, um, I mean, it's, it's in the seventies. So it's, uh, like to be speaking out about this stuff at that time. Yeah. Um, now I feel like it's common with social media and everything. You see it everywhere, but sure, like sure, sure. to see something like that in a publication must've been really powerful. So, yeah. um, and, and like, I, I do appreciate that they made, that they thought about parents and they thought about teens and they thought about mm-hmm. adults mm-hmm. who obviously didn't get the education when they yes. were children and need it now. And totally. Yeah, exactly. It's a, it's a very, you could tell they definitely, it was very thoughtful. Yeah. They weren't just like, sex stuff. No, and it was, like, they they included specific instances of how um, public education was failing young people, Mm -hmm. um, and, like, in terms of sex education, Mm -hmm. and one of the instances they reported was about, this was in their first issue ever, uh, they reported on a, a health teacher in California, and he couldn't teach his 12th grade class about um, venereal diseases because if he mentioned the word sex it would result in his uh, suspension and possibly a fine Ugh. so yeah that that was the time that they were living in um, another instance was about a 12th grade teacher who said uh, many of the 12th grade students have two and three children already and it's too late so oh my god clearly there is an issue um, I, it's just like how do you how do you combat that? Like, yeah. is it that I, I will no, that's not true. No, it's probably me, the music they were listening to and the movies they watch mm-hmm. and the people they hang out with and their parents <sighs> aren't strict enough and they don't they don't Ugh. have Jesus. And <laughs> <sighs> it's such bullshit. When instead it's just like just 
just tell him how to be safe. I know. You just, don't have to be like, this what? is how you have sex. <laughs> yeah. Just be like, use this and like, like don't I don't know. Send him up on a date and be like, here's a dark bedroom and a soft bed. Go have fun learning. Yeah. <laughs> like, but I don't understand people's inclinations to push their own uh, like gender, whether it be social, political, or religious, mm-hmm. over just safety. Yeah, exactly. I um, hate humans sometimes. I hate them too. Um, so the 80s rolled around and mm-hmm. it began like an entirely new chapter for Psychus, uh, because the discovery of HIV and AIDS mm-hmm. uh, was about. Uh, they co-sponsored a conference with the Gay Men's Health Crisis and in Eight, uh, 1986, they published one of the first educational books about HIV and AIDS called How to Talk to Your Children About AIDS. So they were huge in pushing those initiatives forward mm-hmm. and not, rem- you know, only focusing on, you know, heterosexual couples. Right. Um, which, you know, a lot of people were fucking doing and yeah. still do. So, um, yes, ser- seriously. Yeah, that's... it's fucking awful. I, another reason that Planned Parenthood. Um, is great because yes. they yes do all of it. Yeah, they are very inclusive, and they cover mm-hmm. not just sex education but also like, um, I mean, it, I guess it still kind of falls under sex education, but like your go, knowing your own body and like puberty and everything from that to what you would think of as sex education. Yes, and yeah, ugh, it's just great and good for yeah. them. Yeah. Um. And then, so in 1981, uh, Congress passed the Adolescent Family Life Act, Mm -hmm. also known as the Chastity Law. Um, So it funded educational programs to promote self-discipline and other prudent approaches to adolescent sex or chastity education. Mm -hmm. So federal funds were developed by churches and religious conservatives uh, nationwide. So Hmm. you can imagine how that went, and I will tell you. (laughs) Anyway, (laughs) you can imagine it, and then I will tell you. So um, (laughs) churches and religious uh, conservatives were funding something that taught adolescents to control themselves and their sexual urges. I don't know. We're human beings. We have fucking urges. Yeah. I mean, obviously, just... Fucking masturbate. Whatever. <laughs> Get it out. Uh, this was an act, you know, passed by Congress in yeah. 1981, which is, like, not that fucking long no. ago. Um, That's insane. That's five yeah. years before my husband was born. <laughs> 86? 86? 87? 86? 1986? What? You were born- oh, my God! You were born in 1986? Yeah, Damn it. Damn it. I don't do the math. I just guess. And then I, he tells me and then I'm wrong every time. <laughs> I thought you'd Sorry, get dude. it. If you yeah. were like 1992, I'd be like, no, 1991, obviously. Yeah. You were like 86? What am I taking off the 86 what? Put your headphones back in. <laughs> but that's still crazy. It is. It's fucking depressing. Seven years, <laughs> and there was that happening. It's, yeah, it's awful. So, um, so the American Civil Liberties Union, the ACLU, challenged the this act in court, uh, calling it a Trojan horse that smuggled the doctrines of the Christian right, uh, particularly, particularly uh, its opposition to abortion uh, to public school children at public expense in violation 
of the principle of separation of church and state. So that was their their argument, which is a really good argument, but it's also like, why yeah. must we bring in church and state at all? Why can't we just also that say this is a horrible way to educate work people? Now. And it's not <laughs> it doesn't even, even work now. So yeah, it's like, oh, exactly. So I mean, I appreciate the effort, and you're right; it's good to yeah. And I'm glad they obviously they fought back. Yeah, but it, for it's sure, just I mean, they knew what they were doing in in fighting back, and they knew how to do it because right. of what they were going up against. So that's the way they had to frame it. Um, and then so let's see, in 1990. Uh, I tried to just do a whole timeline, obviously, but it's there's a lot of in between, so I'm missing a lot of things. But I'm kind of just pulling out the ESPN highlights for you. I love it. Thirty for thirty or thirty something. for thirty. Yep. yep. <laughs> <laughs> I should host it. This is thirty <laughs> things in thirty. <laughs> Go. Yeah. <laughs> This is it. It's like 30-ish, maybe more, and like 30 minutes, but more like an hour, and sports stuff, stuff. and fun. Yay, bye! (laughs) But, Um, okay, so we're up to 1990 now? Yes. So, 1990, Sykes convened the National Guidelines Task Force, and they worked together to encourage local communities to, to design effective curricula. Um, and they also worked to evaluate existing programs. Mm. So in 1991, they considered all the feedback and the ideas that they'd received and published a book called, uh, guidelines for comprehensive sexuality education from kindergarten to 12th grade. Um, so this book, uh, it's, I think it has like, it has a few different editions and they, they keep updating it. I don't know if they've updated it super recently, but, um, It not only totally dives into the anatomy and physiology of human sexuality, but it also dives into the emotional aspects of sex. Oh, that's good. Which is really important. Yeah. I'm so, um, like, happy that came out the year I was born. Yeah. Good for you. (laughs) Thanks. Look at you. Look what you did. Look what I did. (laughs) (laughs) No, that's really good and really important. And um, how long did it take for people to to ban it and fight against it and not listen (laughs) to it? I don't know. Uh, (laughs) Immediately, I'm sure. Um, so, well, let's see. Yeah, so diving into, like, the emotional aspects that they were Uh talking about, they, um, encouraged young people to develop communication and better decision-making skills and to create mutually satisfying, uh, relationships. Yeah, there's something I also saw because I worked a little with Planned Parenthood on some pro bono stuff and, um, we needed, like, we were filming and we got one of the real educators was helping us and he, we asked him if he could just teach these extras that we had he, mm-hmm. i was we were like just teach like you really would in class just do it and we're just <laughs> gonna film and you know oh. so it's as natural as possible so he did this whole exercise with them about consent and it was like this they, they use words and they put them into categories and they talked about like he asked meaningful questions and i was oh. just like kind of got, got distracted when we were even filming and i was just like wow that's yeah really, like, and like you're learning <laughs> it would have been like it is it's just it's great and it's important. Obviously, it's necessary because yeah. somehow mm. some people can reach college age and not understand what consent means yes. and how you appropriately acquire it and what to do adults, if you don't. Even, <laughs> even adults and old, old people, people. <laughs> and everyone yeah. does this. So, yeah. yeah, so it's just it's um it's important like there's things that you wouldn't even think that it can cover and it's like 
I know that parents, and I know that like even Planned Parenthood, a place that provides all of this, wants parents to be their children's number one sex educator. But there are things that you wouldn't, that wouldn't even cross your mind that you just wouldn't realize yes. need to be taught. And yes. that's where these kinds of, you know, the access to this kind of information and the people who are doing that kind of work, it's so important. And that emotional aspect, I feel like, is definitely one of those things. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. And actually, I'm going to dive more into, like, how everyone uh, going against these sex education, mm-hmm. uh, the comprehensive sex education, um, they were like, well, parents should be the ones to tell their children everything. But honestly, parents don't fucking even know everything yeah. about sex. Like, you can't just expect a parent to know everything when they right. weren't properly taught when they were growing up so it's it's very and ugh, and like shitty. when you i feel like when you ostracize people who have that information yeah you're also cutting off parents from re- using that as a resource because mm-hmm. i know i keep talking about it, but this the one place i know but 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 um planned parenthood they you can go schedule um a sit down with an educator and mm-hmm. it can be you and your child so you can sit there and hear everything that's being told to them you can learn wow. it yourself you can heal like the educator will tell you as the parent how to talk about these things you wow. can meet one-on-one with them like they provide them their <laughs> services totally free 100 percent completely mm-hmm. free as a resource for parents because they they agree with that they want parents to be that but yes. you're right like you can't just because you you have sex and can create a child right. because that's what biology has allowed us to do. Yeah. Doesn't mean the minute that kid pops out, you're going to know you're everything expert. there is to fucking know. It's yeah. just like parenting. Like, yeah. you need to learn. Yeah. And I had no idea that Planned Parenthood did that. That's yeah. pretty amazing. It is really amazing. Yeah. And it's like raising a kid, sure, if you want to go by trial and error. <laughs> but like when it comes to sex education, that's probably not the best way to play it because error means pregnancy and yeah. sex and it means diseases. Yeah. And it means kids who are emotionally damaged. Yeah. Or kids who ra- who get raped or kids who rape people. It's like yeah. there is you shouldn't play that game. Yeah. Not that you, you know, when a when you're yeah. responsible for the life of an infant, you should also be doing it that way. But that's <sighs> just the reality of things I think most parents are just like, yeah, figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> figure out what to do with yeah, this baby. Exactly. Um so yeah, this book that they published was still encouraging abstinence, mm-hmm. but like was realistic about it and they recommended contraception um for when people do decide to have sex um and there were uh, obviously a couple of groups that challenged psychos um one was called focus on the family and another was called concerned women for america and these were just two that i found so i like went to their websites and just like looked at the stuff that they were posting. Are they and, still? Oh yeah. They're oh really? Still, yeah. They they they're still around. Um, wow. I mean, I guess it wasn't that long ago, but I, I, I sometimes feel like the nineties was like just like yeah. ten years ago when really it I was know. like twenty six years always, ago. No, for sure. I always do that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but so both are for abstinence only education and are against gay marriage. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Focus on the mm-hmm. family. Interestingly, has a post on their website about how parents want to be the primary educators of their children when it comes to sexuality. Um, but focus on the family rights. Quote: Instead of government and schools undermining undermining the role of parents as primary sex educators. Isn't it time that we work together to avoid sexual risks and help our future generations succeed? So 
I like disagree. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so I don't think schools are undermining shit. Like, I would believe. <laughs> like I would believe that if they were. Like here is literally everything, and we're gonna ma- mail mail yes. it to literally yes. every parent on the fucking planet, or at least in this country, and we're gonna give you everything you need, and we're gonna provide you with whatever you want. Then I'd believe that they really want the parents to do it. Yeah, but what I think is that they know. It's just like I, everything that I've learned about sex um, was through health health class mm-hmm. and. Through like gross kids, I went to school with one hundred percent movies, <laughs> movies and TV. And, yeah, and movies and TV. Yeah. And I still honestly have a hard time understanding different types of birth control and what exactly they do. Yeah. And I can't <laughs> name every part of my own vagina no. reproductive. And it's system. I should be too. Definitely should. Don't. And like now we're adults, yeah. so we're kind of responsible for the fact that we don't know that. But look this <laughs> up right after. <laughs> Learn something, but, but also. <laughs> Why didn't we get taught when we were kids? <laughs> no, I do think you're right. Like, I had a terrible... I Okay, so I went... I grew up in... Went to high middle school and high school in Alabama. Mm. So as you can imagine, in a very small city in Alabama, not mm. like a Birmingham or a Montgomery, which are larger yeah. cities, um, for the... For, you know, in, in perspective of what is in Alabama. But um, I grew up in a very small city. And I... Had practically no sex education in my, mm-hmm. what was supposed to be my health class was taught by a coach um, from the, you know, physical education department mm-hmm. who didn't care, who didn't want to talk to us about it, no. who didn't want to do anything like that at all. And, you know, it's not his fault. It's awkward. He's a grown man. Yeah. <laughs> we were fucking like ninth or 10th graders. Uh, I get it. Gross. It's weird. And I don't disagree totally. But like. Then give that responsibility to someone who could. Like, if you want to split up the sex education classes and just put the girls with a female teacher, put the boys with a male teacher, whatever. As long as they get it. Like, you know, just whatever you have to do to make a teacher comfortable or parent comfortable. I I guess you can make some... I mean, you shouldn't have to, but I get it. Right. You know, I I could see... Uh, like when I think about my PE teacher teaching me about my own vagina, it make it does make me uncomfortable. <laughs> but also, you can have people like Planned Parenthood. You can hire someone from there who is a sex educator to come in mm-hmm. and talk to your kids about it. So you don't have to be the one to do it. Yeah, exactly. do that. But it just it's like as you can, but you know, as you can imagine, growing up in a southern very religious state very red state there there no one wanted sex education to happen and so like i did learn things from just you know (laughs) movies and tv that i may or may not have watched when i maybe wasn't supposed to my mom was gone (laughs) You know, I know. Well, I mean, yeah, we've all been there. Yeah, <laughs> and and that was how I learned things, and I didn't know things for probably too long. Probably too long. I probably should have known things by certain times when I didn't. Yeah, yeah. It. I just like I never, ever. My like my. There are there are plenty of parents, uh, my own, for mm-hmm. example, who never ever gave me the sex talk ever. Yeah, I and really don't know if I did. I can't remember. 
they just wanted to avoid that like yeah. awkwardness and assumed that I would learn about everything in school. But I learned at like a later age because of people, you know, like kids around me talking about right. all this crazy shit that oh, was like yeah. 90% wrong. And <laughs> just like we had in, in ninth grade, there was like the infamous STD lady who would come in every semester for the health class and um, just show project pictures of STDs yeah. on the screen. Yeah. And it was just horrifying. It was definitely the scare tactic for yeah. sure. Yeah. And like, I get it, but also nobody really learned from it because no, it was... you're too like fucking terrified of what's happening. <laughs> you, it doesn't feel real. Like no. it doesn't look real. It doesn't feel real. Everyone's looking away. People are leaving the room. People are screaming and laughing. So it was just like not, I mean, I, uh, I don't know. I just never really, I, I don't know. I never, that didn't affect me. Easy to say <laughs> in that class when you're staring at these, you know, terrible pictures of people who are suffering from something awful. Yeah. It's easy yeah. to go like, oh, I'm not going to have sex till I get married <laughs> for sure. Yeah. And then, you know, 10 minutes later, you know, some hot thing comes up and you're just like, hey. Hey. <laughs> but but. I, I agree. Like, there are, there's so, there's so much misinformation because they're children. They're yeah. children. Of course, they don't know what they're talking about. Yeah. You know, know and exactly. I remember so many things, even far, as far as back as like third grade. Yeah. And I think I told you the story about the someone had wanted said they were like wanted to have sex with someone and they were like, she's on her period. So that means she could get pregnant. And it's like, <laughs> does it though? Stop talking, you silly third grader. Like, we don't know anything. We don't know anything. We don't know anything. So, but, so <laughs> and I just found out is... that wasn't true last year. So I'm, yeah. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. So the thing is, like, focus on the family believes that abstinence only is the only kind of sex ed that should be taught in schools. So they think that birth control and safe sex talks should never even be brought up. Mm-hmm. Um, and they also said this quote. Uh, unfortunately, groups such as Planned Parenthood zealously offer to come into public schools and teach comprehensive sex education, which surveys find is contrary to what most families want their children to learn about sex. Mm-hmm. Planned Parenthood and like-minded groups teach children an anything-goes approach to human sexuality, which is most often devoid of values, morals, and context. Uh, these groups categorize most sexual activities, including outside of marriage, uh, as acceptable as oh, long yeah. as it's pleasurable to all people involved. So this is where, like, they they say that the majority of parents who want, like, they say every, every parent wants their children to just learn about abstinence only. That's yeah. it. But so, okay, let me give you another quote from them because they sort of kind of contradict themselves a little bit. They're like, (laughs) the majority of parents who want and who likely teach their children to abstain from sexual activity until marriage. Um, So that, yeah, majority of parents want that. What's more, the uh, such classes often exclude parents who remain uh, one of the greatest influences in adolescent decision making. A sex education curriculum that leaves parents in the dark and violates God's consent for sex puts children at risk physically, emotionally, and spiritually. So they have this, like, source for saying the majority of parents want abstinence only to be taught. Mm -hmm. And I went to that. And and this is, like, stuff you found on their thing today. On their website, yes. Yes. And I... I I mean, not today, today, but today is in this time right right, now. Right, right, right. Yes. And, like, I don't know exactly when it was published, but it was on their website and it's available there. And that's uh, that's so (sighs) inaccurate. 
and insane. So they they have like a source of a study or something uh, about all parents wanting abstinence only being taught. But I went to that source and they linked themselves. (laughs) (laughs) And then they also, it was just like a different article that they had written and it didn't really say anything about it. And then I went further into the source and the website didn't exist. So I'm just saying <laughs> that I couldn't find where they got that information that from because amazing. there are totally different facts, like from actual studies done and actual studies. I love taken. that they source themselves. And it was, I was like, what the fuck? So yeah, uh, there is much stronger proof that parents throughout America want their children to be taught about mm-hmm. safe sex. So I don't buy this. At all. Uh, In 1993, the U.S. Supreme Court held that federally funded programs must delete uh, direct references to religion. So um, such programs could no longer, for example, suggest that students, quote, take Christ on a date as a chaperone. (laughs) I love that one. I'm very Um, happy with that. (laughs) Yeah. That, that, That couldn't be there. Yes. That's yeah. good. Because you know what? I'm like Just scared to agree day. with anything because I know like the minute you, after I you know. say it, you're going to come back with some other thing about it. And then also delete everything that mentions <laughs> nudity, sex, genitals, <laughs> touching. Well, that's, I mean, that's kind of. Oh, great. I mean, so yeah, they, they like delete all references to Christ. Um, but some of the biggest federal grant recipients including including abstinence only programs like sex respect and teen aid mm-hmm. uh had already had success into like getting into schools and um you know schools were adopting their programs see this um, is why i it like blows my mind that those things are like <sighs> it's like when you have an argument with someone of whether or not to do something and mm-hmm. it's like if you can't agree then it's like one person kind of wins because if you can't agree, you probably aren't going to do it. And then that person kind of wins because their thing was not to do it. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. I'm being very vague, but it's like this idea of like when one person is on the side of nothing, of imposing nothing, that's the way, that's usually the like also happens to be the compromise area. The default. Yeah. Yeah, But like (laughs) in this case, because again, I know this and I'm sorry to be just like spewing Planned Parenthood everything, but. (sighs) I know that Planned Parenthood bases their sex education on three things, and I cannot remember. Um, it's, like, age-appropriate, values-free, and, like, like biologically accurate, but that's not the words they use. I can't remember the third one, but okay. I know it's values-free and age-appropriate. So it's, like, but at no point does Planned Parenthood say something negative about being a religion like a religion they just don't get involved in that they're like right. that that is your personal life that's up to you and your personal your family who whatever you practice at home and with your family right which really makes it all inclusive yeah. yeah in that aspect because they're like we don't want to talk about that part we just want to give you the facts and we want mm-hmm. to make sure you're learning what you should know and no more no less Absolutely. and so it's like crazy to me that this thing that's pushing something that has nothing to do with sex education technically even though i'm sure they disagree with me (laughs) you know that it is somehow in their minds the default kind of thing exactly um and like 
we've sort of said, like, just because religious statements had to be removed from sexual education doesn't mean all programs had to include any kind of safe sex topics um, in their curricula. So um, around this time, we're still in 1993. um, So around this time, people had finally stopped referring to masturbation as self-pollution, uh, oh but it was God, still pretty much taboo. I know. That, isn't that, like, really good, actually? <laughs> self-pollution. Ooh, Jesus Christ. Nice. Um, they, they have, ver- they have so- quite the imagination. Yeah. Those. Ugh, you just eat garbage mm. if you masturbate. Please. Ugh, <laughs> please. Okay, so um, this is my favorite part of the story, and I wish I could have done an entire episode on this person that I'm going to talk about, but... Hopefully it opens a door to the future because there's, she seems incredible. So in 1993, Bill Clinton appointed Dr. Jocelyn Elders as the first African-American Surgeon General of the United States, um, which is a huge moment, obviously. Mm -hmm. Very Uh, much so. But, you know, of course, some absolute bullshit went down. So at the 1994 United States, uh, United Nations, (laughs) United Nations (laughs) Conference on AIDS, uh, Dr. Elders was asked about promoting masturbation to prevent young people from engaging in riskier sexual behavior. And she said, quote, I think it's a part of human sexuality and perhaps it should be taught. And this caused like an absolute uproar. Uh, she like in the past, she already had like, I mean, people fucking hated her because she was like <laughs> fucking smart. <Yeah>. And <laughs> she said she had already like upset everybody by saying um quote we really need to get over this love affair with the fetus and start worrying about the children um meaning we need to stop worrying about women choosing to get abortions and right. worry more about educating our children yeah and um, healthcare and all the things for all the people who exactly. are yeah it's fine it's a subject yeah. for another day but of course love her <laughs> love her opinions yeah she just seemed like she didn't give a fuck and she was like whatever i'm right and yeah. you guys are all fucking idiots and you're all Whatever. So she was also in favor of handing out condoms to public schools, and Rush Limbaugh nick- named her the condom queen. <laughs> That's, um, I'm sure he meant that to be insulting. I'm sure he did, but, but I, I love kind that. of want a shirt that called it's just like condom queen. I think I want, like, the license plate on my <laughs> car to say that. First, I want a car, and then I want a license yeah, plate. Yeah, exactly. Says condom yes. queen. <laughs> or put, yeah. We're in the same boat. I'm like, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, so the public was obviously already upset with her. Um, Clinton felt that her promoting masturbation education was the final straw and he asked her to resign that's so ridiculous isn't it fucked up I mean okay for boys (laughs) there I could see less risk there like but um the fact that there are so many stories about people going into hospitals to get things removed from their anus like (laughs) light bulbs and other things that get stuck up in there sure yeah can, like, can you imagine the things that kids think of when they, like, just need you to have a release? Yeah. You don't have to, like, tell them to take their penises out or take their clothes off and, like, physically show how, them. Yeah, yeah. But there's nothing wrong with explaining safely how to do that because, I mean, for women, for girls, like, it is something that you don't totally understand because you don't understand where nerves are, what things can safely go inside or outside or have sanitary things or the risks of infections and it's just like yeah. you know yeah it and just it, it doesn't have to be porn i know and she people were like 
freaking out because they thought she meant teach kids how to masturbate. But she was like, I'm just trying to let them know that it's normal. I don't want to fucking teach anyone how to do it. But she had to resign regardless. Just Um, be safe. Just don't be afraid of it. Don't feel guilty about it. And just be safe when you do it. I know. And be responsible. Lock the door. It's fine to... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and please don't use gross gym socks because that's disgusting yeah, that's... and your mother has to wash those <laughs> <laughs> there's actually a documentary called um sticky uh self-love story oh, um and it came disgusting. out in 2016 like it. it came out in 2016 um and she's in it and she stands by all of her views and everything that she oh, did so i, I really want to see that and it came out a couple years ago so that's you know i'm gonna look recent. that up um so by 1996 uh the federal government began pouring more and more money into programs that promote abstinence until marriage and censor censor vital health care information creating a hostile invite- uh, environment for gay and lesbian students reinforcing gender and stereo uh, racial stereotypes and in some instances continue to promote one religious perspective so even though it was like illegal they mm. fucking did it anyway and got away Shocker. with it um i mean everyone says that church and state or yeah church and state shit but it's like have you heard the pledge of allegiance <laughs> exactly doesn't sound so, much like they're separated so keep in mind that this is in 1996 mm-hmm. uh these programs taught that a mutually faithful monogamous marriage is the expected standard of sexual activity uh, standard of mm. sexual activity and sexual activity outside the context of marriage is likely to have harmful physiolo- uh, psychological and physical effects which okay <laughs> uh, <laughs> moving on teaches they teach that um, the that bearing children out of wedlock is likely to have harmful consequences for the child, the child's parents, and society. So it's not only going to reflect poorly on you, it's everyone in society is going to fucking judge you. So this was being taught in 96. The facts. I just love <laughs> that they're all facts all the time. I love that they're basing all of this in cold hard facts and it's not <laughs> just their opinions and a bunch of bullshit i'm just glad yeah. for that yeah that makes me i love so the angry. usa so, so god so there were a few studies that were released um pointing out the dangers of abstinence only programs uh one was the waxman report in 2004 um, he, Henry, Henry Waxman was a U.S. representative for California's 33rd congressional district from 95 to 2015. Uh, he released a report on 13 abstinence only programs, finding that they were often <laughs> inaccurate and sometimes dishonest. So the curricula treated, uh, stereotypes about girls and boys as scientific facts. And the stereotypes included, uh, undermining girls' achievements, promoting the myth that girls are weak and need protection and reinforcing uh, sexual aggressive, uh, aggression amongst men. So, uh, not healthy. The curricula also contains scientific errors and misleading information about the risks of sexual activity, including information about cancer prevention, HIV risk behaviors, oh chlamydia, and mental health. So, But I just want to know why. Like, <sighs> why? What is the purpose of that? What does that do I know. for you? What does that do for them? I know. Just why? 
I'm so confused and angered it's by upset. it. It's, it's upset. It's upset. I'm upset. It is upset. It is upset. Everyone's upset. We're all upset. <laughs> no here. one knows how to. I just don't understand the safe. purpose and the reasoning and why. It. But it's fine. I know. But I it's know. fine. I know. It's and hard. it's fine. It's. <sighs> Man, this stuff makes me so angry. I felt it's, like one day I'd just be like, of course, and I wouldn't be mad, but it just no. makes me so mad. And this was in 2004. That was a study from 2004. God. So it was scary how recent all of these things were because I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> this, is, this is real. So, Jesus, what are we doing? So we're creeping up to 2007, 10 yeah. years ago. Okay. Um, the Trenholm study. Uh, uh, Christopher Trenholm, who is the senior vice president for Mathematica Policy Research. I'm just trying to give credentials so you guys know I'm not fucking bullshitting yeah. around here. So we're not sourcing uh, our sources, say. Yeah. And then that sources so, us? Yeah. Listen to episode yeah. four, which we don't say anything. What are we? Is that the sexy snacks one? Because I, I love that. That's the one. I was, oh, fuck. And it is out, Robin. So, <laughs> so... The Trenholm study, uh, it was, yeah, okay. Trenholm study mm-hmm. focused on four different abstinence-only programs in the U.S. So it only focused on four, but still gained some pretty uh, profound insights. Um, his evidence was based on data collected from teens four to six years after these four studies, if that makes sense. So he, I assume, interviewed them and took what they had learned from these programs. Mm-hmm. Um uh, these programs also took place in Virginia, Florida, Wisconsin, and Mississippi. Um, and some of his findings that I summarized were that no program helped teens abstain from sex any longer than any other, any longer than other teens, which I think is amazing. And I think just proves all of just that one fact is like, you can teach abstinence only, but kids are still going to fuck. I feel like I shouldn't have said kids. Mm, <gasps> young adults. teens <laughs> young adults <laughs> lord um uh, no I, you're teens right are still gonna fuck. and honestly it how many times has this research been done and right. how many times has it been presented and how many times are they just like oh well, nope absolutely yeah. only and it's like it doesn't fucking work no it doesn't no. work no so some other findings uh and also i'm sorry robin okay yeah (laughs) when those people when the people who are absence only are pushing absence only they're pushing absence for so many of the wrong reasons yes (gasps) professionals Like Planned Parenthood, when they, like, they include abstinence in their teachings and they refer to it in a way that is the only foolproof fucking no pregnancy, no disease, no fucking chance anything will happen to you way to get by is abstinence. They're, like, at least, they're, these people who want to push it aren't even pushing it in a way that is just, like, Listen, if you're scared, if you don't feel comfortable, there is a way that you don't have to worry about any of it, and that is to remit, is to abstain from sex mm-hmm. until you are ready. Yes. And they don't even fucking do that. No. It's always some fucking take God on your date and <laughs> buy him a fucking appetizer mozzarella sticks. And, thank and him then for keeping your uh, pelvic areas separate. <laughs> Damn it. Yeah, so 
I just want to throw things. I know. This is... Uh, uh, it's... Yeah, it's bad. So, but I appreciate people proving that, like, him. Yeah. Like, that's... Uh, yeah, and these studies are really important. And this was, again, 2007. Um, yeah. So, no prog- no none of these programs helped raise the age of first intercourse, which is also interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, no program helped reduce the number of teens sex... Uh, sex partners so really just like no fucking differences um no program helps teens use less marijuana and alcohol which like, <laughs> it's like whatever yeah, that's i'm just throwing that one in so you whatever. know just so you know literally nothing <laughs> and uh teens in these abstinence only programs were less likely than other teens to believe that condoms reduce the risk of infection which is the fucking reverse thing that you should learn about. Just... So it's just how the fuck they're, they're, uh, it's like, oh, like, since I, oh, fuck, I, I ugh, ha! Yeah. there's so much to say about it. Like, yeah. if I, if I have sex, um, when I'm supposed to remain abstinent, like, and you, and you don't know anything about how to be safe about yeah. it, obviously you're going to be like, well, I guess I just stick it in. That's yeah. how they do it in the movies. You never see anyone putting yeah. on a fucking condom in a movie. Nope. Hardly in porn. Well, if I just, <laughs> pull out before i i you know it happens we'll be yeah. totally fine there's no chance of anything because i know nothing about yeah. pre-ejaculation and right. diseases it's yes makes yep. me so angry so also published in 2007 was a report called emerging answers that had you know a lot of these same findings uh that the Trenholm study had douglas kirby who was the researcher behind this study summarized uh, 115 studies from the previous six years, and you know, compared to the four that Trenholm had studied, the findings were basically the same. Mm-hmm. Um, no program helped. He also found that no program uh, helped reduce the number of teens' sex partners. No, none of them helped improve the use of condoms or other contraceptions. Uh-huh. I already said all this shit. Sorry. No, but I um, love it because it's just like just no, reiterating. Just zero, 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 zero help. It's just zero just on like, everything. Did nothing. Exactly. So, Teaching them nothing, surprisingly, did nothing. What I, do you know? Yeah. <laughs> I know. They're going to have the same amount of fucking sex. Uh, they're fucking horny teenagers. Yeah. So just. Yeah. And it's not their fault, be bro. Safe. Yeah. It's their fucking biology. They can't help it. I know. Okay. I know, I know. And it's like they they're can't. shamed. They're shamed for feeling yeah. these things. And it's so fucked up. So It is. Um. It's just, yeah, whatever. So, in 2009, uh, the Obama administration transferred funds from the Community-Based Abstinence Education Program and budgeted $190 million in the new funding uh, for two new sex education initiatives, which was, uh, one of them was the Teen Pregnancy Prevention Program, and the other was Personal Responsibility Education Program. So... The bulk of the funds, $130 million, was set aside for replicating evidence-based programs uh, that have been shown to reduce teen pregnancy and its underlying or associated risk factors. So he invested um, a shitload of money in these initiatives, mm-hmm. and this was the first time federal money was appropriated for uh, more comprehensive sex education programs in 2009. Fucking Obama, dude. I... <sighs> Pour one out, <laughs> dude. Like that made that, me. That is a gr- that is a just, great move. That's huge. That's wonderful. You know, I have lots of opinions about Obama as a president. Sure, yeah. But that yeah. is great. I mean, that's a great. 
it's a it, good he, thing to you put You can't my hand deny to that that is a, a step forward that yeah. I'm sure has been erased. It's sad and depressed and, and yeah, it's terrible and awful it's and just like why did one hundred percent true and my trying. ears are so warm right now because uh, I'm angry. Sick. <laughs> I have tiny little ears and they get very red and warm when oh, I get mad or drunk. There's like steam coming out of your ears. Yeah. <laughs> I'm um, gonna make a train whistle sound soon. It's not a big deal. <laughs> um, so this brings us to That's sex great. education in the U.S. today. Yes, um, there is you know still a huge lack of information about how birth control works within yeah. the educate the education system. Forty um, percent of teens from eighteen to nineteen years old uh, say that they know little or nothing about condoms, and seventy five percent. Uh, say they know a little or nothing about the pill. And this was a study uh, done in 2009, um, which is still, you know, that's recent and it's upsetting. Yeah. And I, think I mean, I, I seriously do doubt things have changed much from no. then to now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so additional studies have shown that parental opinions regarding sexuality education are similar between states. Uh, and they, they uh, like, even though... 95% of U.S. parents believe that sex education programs in high school should cover st- cover topics such as STDs, mm-hmm. um, HIV. Uh, they want to cover healthy relationships, birth control, and abstinence. There are still states that do not have any sex education or HIV education mandate. Um, so in Texas specifically, a uh-huh. 2001 study showed that within the third most populous con- uh, county in the U.S., Harris County, uh, a majority of parents support sex education in middle school. Uh, that includes abstinent messages as well as medically accurate information about the That's what it is, medically accurate. Yeah. That is medically yeah. accurate, age-appropriate, <laughs> and values-free. I'm almost positive values-free is correct okay. as well. But it's medically sense. accurate yes. and age-appropriate for sure. Yeah, Thank um, you for fixing that for so me. So they, they were for, you know, saying abstinence is an option, obviously. Right. But they also wanted sure. that medically accurate There's information. There's absolutely nothing wrong with letting kids know that they don't have to have sex because that is also a real issue. Yes. Is that kids could, I mean, the kids you grow fucking up with talk about it from fucking the minute they get out of, like, diapers and... That's probably not true, but, you know, like, (laughs) as soon as they possibly can. And it's, like, it is important to let girls and boys know and young adults and teens that they don't have to engage in sexual activity until they want to, until they feel comfortable and they can do it when they want, how they want. Yes. All they need to know is how to be careful when they reach that moment. Yes. But, like, no one disagrees with abstinence. Like, no one disagrees right. with it. It's just, uh, it doesn't work if it's the only fucking option you're giving them. I know. <sighs> uh, and so in this county, they, these the majority of parents were supporting, you know, giving more information about birth control and condoms. Mm. And uh, despite that, um, nearly three out of four Texas school districts implement abstinence-only programs. And... Shockingly, none of them have uh, much effect at all. Oh, my God. They have no, they have, quote, no evidence of effectiveness. So, uh, and that's. <laughs> I don't know if you're, if you have, like, st- stuff on, like, what. Okay. I don't, I can't remember how I know this, but I'm pretty sure it was related to this podcast for some reason. 
But I saw a video on a teacher who 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 worked in a school where they had these like absence only, no sex education beyond that, no teaching children anything. Mm-hmm. And but he like taught the kids in his class taught them how to put a condom on using his sock and foot. So he like rolled his sock up into like, you know, the way condoms are when you take them out. And then he puts it over the top of his toes and he's like, you have to pull the tip and then I'm going to slowly roll the sock down my foot. Oh my God. So he's like, like, teachers are out there trying so hard to find loopholes to protect their students because they actually fucking care. But, you know, like you said, that guy Mm. who's like, if you tell them you fucking suspended or you... Yeah. risk losing your job and being like blackballed and not being able to get a yeah. job teaching anywhere else because everyone's gonna be like fucking he's a yeah, pervert or whatever fired. yeah and so it's like teachers Ugh. are out there finding these weird oh. dumb loopholes to teach kids something so that they can be safe and taken care of when they're like not even allowed to and it was it was like so like adorable and also but he was doing he was like completely accurate in everything he was saying yeah and treating it as if he were actually showing them how to properly put on a condom because it's like great if you fucking want to hand it out or they fucking find it and go buy it in a rite aid but if they don't know how to put it on correctly it's not going to do them much good no (laughs) no exactly and i i really i like that little i know i'm going to try to find that and i'm i'll try to share it it. (laughs) Um, but <laughs> for those of you who are uncomfortable showing your kids exactly <laughs> it's like know. a sweet it's it's appropriate and it's also like you he clearly wanted them to get something out yeah, of class like and he, he wanted them to be safe and he cared about them and it's like why does it yeah i mean he put like obviously there is still risk of getting in trouble for doing that because they yeah. can see what you're doing like yeah. there's an, if that got right. around he he was yeah, risking yeah. getting into trouble but mm. not technically breaking any rules right so it's like he was willing to 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 risk you know at least a slap on the wrist at least to to help them and it's like teachers are out there doing that but like why wouldn't why wouldn't we just give them the proper tools and information and allow them to do it and whatever yeah so i guess sort of on that note um According to a 2017 study, so very recent, obviously, uh-huh. uh, the list of states that still do not have any sex education or uh, HIV education mandate uh-huh. are uh, Arizona, uh-huh. Arkansas, Colorado, uh, Florida, mm. Hawaii, oh, really? Idaho, um, Louisiana, uh-huh. Massachusetts, uh-huh. which is also strange, Mississippi, yeah, Texas, and yeah, no, <laughs> um, Virginia. So I know Utah's abstinence only. Utah is? Yeah, I'm I'm almost positive unless they've recently changed that. Maybe yeah, maybe that's right. I don't know. <laughs> that may not count for that list, know. but they I'm pretty sure and it may not be all schools, so it may, it may just be that super right, that would make sense. More, so, you know, church driven type schools, but I know I there up. I just remember when I lived there a ton of information going around about people trying to fight mm. that and like that makes you know, sense okay yeah so city hall or whatever we'll check those and maybe re-record later oh, but, no. <laughs> but and yeah, I, so, definitely i could be wrong i'm sure that study I mean, is totally right i'm th- that's by like they, they're probably being very strict on like it has it. to be the whole state and everything yeah i, I don't doubt your list at all i'm maybe. sure there's things i don't know 
Yeah, because I do think that um, certain districts within states mm-hmm. might be able to have it be legal. Yeah. I don't really know what the exact laws are. Yeah, so. it may not be like an actual written, mm-hmm. like past state legislation type thing. So, right. Right. you know, I'm, I'm not doubting your list at all. <laughs> I just remember seeing a lot of stuff about that when yeah. I lived there. No, I should, also, I I'm totally check. dumb, so what do I know? No, I am too. I'm absolutely <laughs> an idiot. So, um... So, regardless, there are still states out there that don't have any Yeah, of quite a few. Of these. And some are surprising. Yeah. Thanks um, for walking all the way in here to shake and make your collar jingle when there's a whole apartment outside this room where you could have done that. You're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. So, she's talking to her dog. I to was. Clarify. Um, no, I was talking so, to Robin. <laughs> so, to wrap this up, I feel like after doing all this research, I was like... I feel really helpless and I can't believe this is still a thing. And I I do believe that it's still a thing, of course, but to read so much about it and understand it more. And I will say like you can do some things and one of, and I think the one thing that you can really do is obviously donate to places like Planned Parenthood. If you don't agree with them, fine, fine. Whoever you want. There are plenty of organizations out there, plenty of nonprofits that are helping this issue. Yeah. Um, and also tell people because people really just don't know. Like, yeah. you may, you don't know. I've, I've told my sister, I've told, cause she has children, I've told, um, a, a coworker of ours mm-hmm. about it. She honestly didn't know because wow. it was getting to that time with her son and she was just like, oh. you know, it, my husband's there and he's yeah. doing all this stuff and, yeah. Yeah. And <laughs> just in case. <laughs> and, <laughs> Um, you know, and I told her, and she was like, wow, okay, I had no idea they had all of that, like, access to all of that. And it is free, parents. It's free. 100% free. Yes. Have it as yes. much as you want. <laughs> Use those services. Yeah. And, like, you you can at least do that. Yes. Um, that's yeah. not, that's, you can't do anything, <laughs> you know, that probably feels super... Like you're making right. like a huge impact, but of course, because it's you know you against yeah. the country. But yeah. um, all we can do is sit around and wait for you know mm-hmm. liberals and democratic people mm-hmm. to take over the world. <laughs> so that should happen, and like never. <laughs> um, I did make a little list of like organizations that you can check out. Um, there's Psychus, which is still around. S I E C U S. There's Advocates for Youth. There's, oh, of course, um, Planned Parenthood. Right. And there's also the American Public Health Association. Oh, that's um, a perfect one. That's such a yeah. great one if you feel uncomfortable about other stuff. Yes. Like, that's so, that's totally. good. I had it's no idea good... that they did anything like that. Yeah, they, they support all that comprehensive sex education shit. Oh, it's amazing um, how when you talk to health professionals, they actually, like, no. like, Stuff. all the stuff that's mentally medically accurate and stuff yeah. it's great um and there's a whole bunch more that are that actually psychus lists for you so if you go to the psychus website they will link you i will post this link somewhere uh on our social media um and it's like this article called who supports comprehensive sex education and there's a bunch of organizations listed there um so you can check those out learn more about them tell everybody about them um and that's all i got i loved it that's thank uh, you for sharing it was long-winded no uh, i like but it, it there's a good. fucking lot there and there's still more yeah <laughs> i promise so yeah i don't know i i learned a lot from that process i did I too i did not did know too. most of that and i feel like i'm very curious about how 
how sex education is handled in other countries, like maybe European countries that are like, I know, you know, like say France, it's Mm -hmm. a little more open about sexuality. Yes. It's not quite as, they're not quite as conservative about, you know, bodies as we are because obviously it seems obvious that you wouldn't be, but whatever. Um, So I'd be curious as to like the history of, yeah, of it in a less kind of touchy conservative country and in, in, right. in culture. Right. I actually there were a couple of times I started diving into like how other countries handle mm-hmm. it, but I mean this is already so much information no, just it, for the yeah. United States. So I think gotta say that I content think doing too. <laughs> uh, different episodes about this in different countries would be super helpful and just to learn how other countries are handling this yeah. well and how they're handling it poorly. Um, your dog's a squeaking. I, I feel like squeaking. will we ever get through an episode so where there's not cute. a fucking squeaky I don't toy? Care. I don't even care. <laughs> so cute. Um, well, hi, you? you're back again. Hi. That's you. Thank you so much, Robin, yeah. for all of that information. I loved it. I learned stuff. <laughs> I feel good and both bad and terrible yes. and angry about it, but yes. also good and happy. Good. That's good. And I <laughs> thought it was great. Good. Yay. Yay. Thank you. Um, and thank you so, guys for listening. Yes, but I do have a Cosmo tip before we oh, fuck go. Yeah, I almost forgot. Hi, Kaylee. How could I have forgotten? So mine is about uh it's so it's a sex tip about what to do to your man when you want to make him come. <laughs> so Firmly. Oh, I just thought of something. I'm so sorry I interrupted your <laughs> tip. Is that we should totally have called this section sexual education. Sexual education. It's terrible tip. Because it's it's really dangerous. Please don't ever and try it's these. Very at home. sexualized <laughs> sexual education time. Sexual education. Sexual education time. <laughs> okay, cool. We got a theme song and everything. Yeah, Perfect. we're done. Great. <laughs> it was beautiful. So, <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, <clears throat> firmly hold the bottom of his shaft in mm-hmm. one hand mm-hmm. uh, and slowly push it toward the base. So, and in parentheses it says, imagine you're pushing his penis into his body. Great. That sounds like, <laughs> that sounds like great advice. I think it sounds like good. Are you supposed to? Are there more details, or that's, is that the end of it? That's all I got. Oh, wow, that's you know what? I really feel I like they, they, um, there is a danger to the lack of <laughs> details in the oh, yeah, code because yeah. it's like I don't know. Is this supposed to be loose grip? Like I know it's a firm grip, right? Firmly grip. Firmly grip. But does firmly grip mean like squeeze so that your hand doesn't move easily, or is it just right. mean like? You know, as if you're picking up a glass and don't want to drop it kind of thing. Yeah, it's... it's Oh, dear. To to grab the bottom <sighs> of the penis and push it into... Oh, the shaft. Into, so you start oh, up. The, oh, the shaft. And then you push down. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Towards so the base. It's, <laughs> so it's, but it's, it's, it sounds like you only just do it like And you once. just go down <laughs> once. And then it's just like he's just... Me- his, just all of his large amounts of, ser- of sperm are just all over the place. Coming that one you. hard Coming push down. <laughs> or you do it multiple times, but you can't go back up. So you have to like, it's like when you're yeah. in driver's ed and they tell you like, 
I don't know if you had this experience, but in driver's ed, they're like, don't do the thing where you turn and then let go of the wheel and let the right. wheel straighten itself out. Right, like, you have to do the hand over hand thing yeah. to turn the wheel back. <laughs> so it's like, instead of being able to go up and down, yeah. it's like, you can only go down, uh, let go, grab back up, over. go down, let go, grab back up. <laughs> Push the penis into so the body. Sexy. It's sexy. It's so, natural. Doesn't make any sense. To <laughs> Works every time. Works okay. every time. I found mine. The, the <laughs> title, the article is obviously like a, collection of them mm-hmm. so that this one is just titled wtf question mark so that's why i was like this one sounds good <laughs> the tip make a bedroom burrito while you're okay make a bedroom burrito while you're rolling around in bed wrap her up in the sheet so she can't do anything with her arm <laughs> And it's like, one, have you ever seen a burrito? Because that's like a full body thing. And it's like, you're going to have a hard time. I love it if it's just like, roll her up in the thickest, itchiest comforter you have. And then dry hump her while she can't breathe and probably start sweating. And it'll be magical. You guys are going to love it. You're going to love it. (laughs) But I guess maybe do they mean like roll her from waist up? That's what it like, sounds like. Or just like, like arms. Because one, you lose in. access to the chest. There are definitely sexier ways to lose the like use of our, your arms yeah. in sex. Just like just grab like, her wrist if she's into it and she's okay with it. And yeah. then you don't but do don't it just firmly. Like, but don't start just start wrapping her up. Don't just grab a sheet and burrito and, oh her. God, no. You know? <laughs> And that seems terrible. It's just like a, it's just like fucking a pillow or something, <laughs> or an actual burrito. Or and it's just a like... real burrito, which I'm all for. <laughs> so I would, I want to eat it, but yeah. I don't know how I feel about the rest of that. Yeah. But it's just like make a bedroom burrito. Yeah, and then just grab the shaft and push down. Yep. So you guys are gonna have fun next yeah, time. Yeah. So enjoy your long week. Wait, no, this comes. Yeah, this comes out right before the long weekend. No, it doesn't. No, nope. that's a Monday. That's hope you enjoyed your long weekend. That's already <laughs> <Last> happened. <laughs> Sorry, we're not used to recording early. We're terrible procrastinators who record right on time. Yes, that's correct. Every so. time. So thank you. <laughs> Thanks, guys. We'll see you next week. See ya. Next Frisky Friday. You can find us on the internet at Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Our handle is at Frisky History. Um, you can also listen on SoundCloud, Stitcher, iTunes, Google maybe has one. Anywhere podcasts are available. Uh, you can direct your questions, concerns, feedback, and weird sex stories to our email at friskyhistory at gmail.com. Yeah. Uh, so, bye. Bye. <laughs>